Welcome to Tuesday's edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell. I'm Shaley Peters on the Rural Radio Network. Our guest today, Darren Fessler of Lakefront Futures. And Darren, we have seen a lot of volatility in the outside markets. And so what kind of influence is that having here on our grain and livestock markets? Yeah, there, we've seen a lot of volatility in the S&Ps, the Dow Futures yesterday. Um, almost unprecedented volatility there. It's definitely having a spillover effect and creating more jitters here. Not only do you have the U.S. markets, and I don't want to, it's not, not even close to turmoil, but just increased volatility there. You have uncertainty about the Argentine production and even with the expected rains in Brazil, do we knock down this South American production? And I've been saying here for a while, February is going to be a volatile month. I continue to believe that these grains, you're coming up against a Thursday uh, supply and demand report. It, it's not going to probably tell us very much you know, new news that we don't already know. So you, you start getting some of these higher levels in these grains, and you start looking at, okay, the outside market influence, and you, you, you come back here to the South America, how much more legs does this market have? The dollar is having an impact on some of this stuff. I think in general, the general theme of this market is you're going to see a lot of swings. Uh, until we get some more confirmation um, from South America, which I think that in itself is driving a lot, of, in particular these beans. Argentine truckers, they're, some of them are striking this week. Uh, looks like there was about 56% fewer trucks were, um, loaded from some of those ports this week versus last week. So that's obviously having an impact on the soybeans plus the dry conditions in um, parts of Argentina. Now, the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange, some of their meteorologists came out yesterday and said that, hey, if we don't get rain in parts of Argentina, we could look at looking at production cuts of up to 11 million metric tons, which is pretty darn significant. That's about 20% of where they're at right now. Uh, as far as their initial estimates. So you have a lot of things moving these markets. A lot, you, Like I said, going back, you just expect a lot of volatility. Now, you mentioned that supply and demand report coming up on Thursday. What are the expectations from that? Yeah, you know, w- with this increased volatility and, and with Thursday's report, I, I think it just should be noted that um, don't let emotions get the best of best of hedgers at this point in time. We are seeing some higher prices. That's good. I mean, it's not a necessarily a, a a bad thing that we're rallying higher here. It's a bad thing if we're not taking advantage of some of these opportunities that get, that the market's given us. Now, on Thursday's report, the trade is looking for increased carryout on beans. That's not a shock. It looks like we're probably not going to get to the uh, the current USDA export projections unless something obviously turns around here in the short term to get those exports moving. I mean, they've been weak this whole marketing year. I don't quite see in, uh, you know, a big change or a big shift from where that trend is currently going. So, you know, the, my concern from a, from a trading standpoint heading into Thursday's report, are we setting ourselves up for some disappointment? Because we, we know we have a lot of supply. We know we're probably going to be planting more beans. I think beans have done a very good job of trying to encourage more acres. I think the big key thing takeaway is, you know, just because we're getting more beans not doesn't necessarily mean we're going to decrease corn acres quite a bit. I, I think actually, I think you're probably going to see a pretty balanced acreage report in, in, in the March. Um, that's going to show corn is probably going to hold steady. 
it just due to the yields that we had across the country last year. But I think you're looking at more cotton acres, probably less wheat acres. Um, but wheat acres in general, especially probably the northern plains, you're probably going to see less corn up there, especially across western Minnesota. And then you're probably going to see more beans in general. But I think the general theme, you know, over at least the next probably four to five weeks, is what what does this wheat market do? How how does the conditions continue to deteriorate, especially in the KC and and because a lot of the customers I speak to, that that wheat out there is not looking very good. Does some of this wheat, if it's already deemed to be just dead, not coming out of it, does some of that wheat get tore up? Does it get planted in something else? I, I think that could be um, kind of the silent news story. You know, as we move forward here in the next, like I said, you know, four or five, six weeks. You urge not to get caught up in emotional trading. How hard do you think that is for producers to do when they look at a day like today? You know, soybeans closing up 16. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that's where communication comes in big. I think who, regardless who you're working with, whether you're looking working with me or Lakefront or whoever you're working with, is 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 the communication aspect. You have to be on the phone. Your your advisor should be calling you, and you know we have to have an ideas and game plans ahead of time, uh, and therefore we can take advantage of them. Now, days like today, we want to have you know some working orders in there as far as hedges. We want to know, you know, we want to know where guy has to be on some cash sales. Maybe maybe now is a good time to sell, but we want to have game plans in place because if you have game plans in place, it's going to take out one pick out some of that emotion too. You can ride out a little bit more volatility when you have some game plans in place. If if we get to a certain price on corn, you like that, it works for your operation. Go ahead and get an open war working there and, and, and hopefully that this that it's the worst sale that you have or worst hedge that you have and, and keep moving it and take what the market gives you. Because at the end of the day, if we're just trying to fight emotions, we're not really managing our risk properly. And so if we just manage the emotions, manage and manage our hedges and have a game plan, it's going to take care of a lot of this. It's Darren Fessler, our guest today here on the Fontenelle Final Bell from Lakefront Futures. You can give him a call, 402-366-0423, or follow him on Twitter at Alpha. We look at that grain trade, some of the outside markets coming into play here on a Tuesday. You're listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle and your local Fontenelle dealer. Find all of our Final Bell commentary by visiting RuralRadio.com. I'm Shaley Peters, and you're listening to the Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Shaley Peters back with you here on the Rural Radio Network as we are headed through Tuesday's edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Our guest, Darren Fessler, Lakefront Futures. Darren, we talked in that first segment about some of the impact on the grain trade from outside markets, and we shift our attention to now the livestock, a really rough day across the board there. Yeah, I don't want to get overly bearish cattle, um, as I've said in previous commentary here that, you start looking at some front month cattle. You start getting towards the, the you know, the, the buck fifty or so on the on the feeders. You know, those are opportunities where one would want to take a look at some hedging if, if one hasn't done so. Um, one thing that I I do look at and I trade quite a bit are spreads. The spreads have been reacting, especially on fat cattle. I mean, they continue to act positively. Uh, you could take a look at the the Feb June, the April June. 
they all continue to work higher. So that just kind of leads me to believe that cattle is not necessarily going to fall out of bed, so to speak. The trend is higher. I'm looking for some um, some of these lower levels, support resistance levels, um, the hold. I mean, we're coming up, it looks like, um, I'm going back to the March feeders here, but looks like we're consolidating some of our moving averages. So if we can start holding like the 100-day moving average, which is right around this 148 mark, uh, it, it's going to be encouraging, even though that, you know, the trend is higher, we're probably pushing some overbought levels. You know, I think some of the impact that we had seen in cattle a day necessarily, I don't think one day trend is uh, end all be all here, but th- there is outside market pressure as we, as we touched on earlier today, but I, I'm still, as long as these spreads still reacting to the bullish side here, I, I still think that cattle uh, are not going to fall out of bed one, due to the fact that the cash supply is, or the cash trade still is relatively strong. Uh, so until we see, you know, some of that cash start to weaken off a little bit, then I'll start getting a little bit more concerned about a larger down drop in this, uh, in the cattle market. Now, as far as the, the cattle, you know, from here to April, I, I can't necessarily be too, too bearish that. Where I get a little bit more concerned is that back half the year. I'm not saying there's a wall of cattle coming, but I do. I am a little bit concerned in that back half of the year. Now, as we look at those cash markets, you talk about them having uh, some strength there. Is there continued strength? Do you think, or are we starting to see some weakness creep in? I could. I could see some of the. Uh, there's, there's still demand, still pretty good. So I don't necessarily see a, a, a you know, an absolute collapse in the, the cash prices. The, the bids are still relatively strong out there. Um, so, like I mentioned, as, as long as that trend is, is still positive or relatively strong versus what some of the some of the futures are doing here, I, I'm going to continue to think that um, the futures are still still on an upward path here. So it's you know not not necessarily a you know from a technical side of things, not necessarily a, a bad thing. And I look for some support here at some of these lower uh, moving averages. Now, when I talk about a rough day in the livestock trade, I think that's most true here for the lean hogs. Yeah, the front months uh, sold off real hard. Um, you know, I, I'm really cautious about being too bearish hogs, especially during that summer month. Um, as there there is some diseases starting to creep up across uh, across Iowa, um, with some customers of mine that I mean they they continue to mention that this this summer market, uh, you know I, I think that if hogs move lower here you start you you almost want to look at some bull spreads there, um, but you know if hogs start getting back up towards you know this eighty five mark or higher, especially on that June contract that's definitely a place you need to start hedging. Okay, Darren, so we're just two days into this trading week, but almost a full week into February now. So recap today's trade, maybe what your expectations are here for February in both the grain and the livestock markets. Yeah, I'm going to continue to believe that this month in particular is, you know, it's insurance price month for the grains. Uh, it, it's going to be very volatile, and it's all going to come down to new weather models are released about every six hours. And so if, the, if these models in South America continue to show uh, dryness in Argentina or if they put more rain back into, into some of those forecasts, I mean, watch these swings in this market. If you know you're getting to a price where 
you know, you know, you need to probably make the cash sell forward contracts and stuff, or even get some hedges in place and do it and, and do it with some conviction. Cause I'm fearful that over the longer term, if there's not a sustained problem in South America, we do get more, uh, bean acres here in the U S and say the, uh, the, the exports just, they don't turn the corner. They don't make that. And the U.S. projections, I, I'm fearful of a larger sell-off coming in these beans. So it, on these rallies, the guys should be taking advantage of that on the hedge side and the cash sell side. All right. And then if someone's looking for information from you, Darren, outside of the final bell, where do we send them? Yeah, you bet. They can call me directly at 402-366-0423. I'm always on Twitter. The handle on there is DDF Alpha. And they can visit our uh, website at lakefrontfutures.com. It's Darren Fessler, our guest today on the Fontenelle Final Bell of Lakefront Futures. Today's Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and your local Fontenelle dealer. I'm Shaley Peters, and you're listening to the Rural Radio Network.